<laughs> Second verse, same as the first. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. <laughs> Here we are. Um, we, I think uh, this is episode 33. No. I'm, I'm still kind of surprised like that we've made it this yeah. far. I'm proud of us. Yeah, same here. It hasn't always... Go ahead. Same here, like... But first of all, it's working for a time. Uh, it's been uh, hard to find a off day where uh, we both overlap. Yeah. Like, even with us both being on a break, I got sick during my break. Oh, crap. And it was like, some days... Yeah, so it's like... Um, also, I just feel like getting it's been easier to get sick mm-hmm. thanks to COVID and everything. So it's like, I'm really proud of us for sticking with this and also like there's been some stuff we've watched where it's like oh why are we doing this but here we are mm-hmm. we're still chugging along so this is going to be our second time going through this because for some reason audacity wasn't recording but that is okay i'm this is one of the reasons i have the google doc just so like if something happens we can just jump right back in and that's what we're gonna do i'm gonna bring the wikipedia page back up so we are reviewing Gondahar f- from France. Um, it's also known as Light Years, but the real name is Gondahar, and it is a 1987 animated French film. Okay, once more, I'm going to hopefully pronounce this right. It is based off a 1969 novel, Les Hommes Machines contre Gondahar, which is The Machine Man versus Gondahar, written by French sci fi author Jean Pierre Adrivon. Uh, Hoping uh, I'm saying his last name right. And the film was directed by Rene Lalou, who is yeah, it, no stranger to uh, bizarre animation because he also directed Fantastic Planet and Time Masters, which certainly explains a lot with this film. And we are going to review both of those. Because mm-hmm. as we get into it, he's very big on surreal imagery and stuff. Like, that's kind of his shtick. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, he also really likes sci-fi too. I've noticed because, like, almost all of like he, the three major works he did, all of them are like sci-fi related. Um, and so, oh, sorry. oh, you know, you go ahead. It was co-created by <laughs> Casar, aka Felipe Casamayo. I really hope I'm pronouncing that right. And oh, what happened to the document? It flung me over here. Sorry. Yeah, and. Uh, He's a French comic book artist. Mm-hmm. Now, René was born in Paris in 1929, and he went to school to study painting originally. His first animated film was entitled Monkey's Teeth. I don't know what it's about. Um, I couldn't really find any information on it. Um, however, I did find out that he was able to work with Paul Grimard, a legend in French animation. So, you know, he went to school, and he sort of got his start kind of early, um, uh, Grimaud was one of like considered him to be one of the most important French animators. Um, he, his most important work was called *The King and the Mockingbird* or *Le Roi et Louis, which took over thirty years to produce. So yeah, he was a legend in animation, and Lalou got to work with him while he was at school. Oh, nice. Unfortunately, Rene suffered a heart attack in 2004, and the film did eventually saw an English release produced by Miramax, and it was directed by future convicted rapist Harvey Weinstein. 
Boo. Yeah, some new music was composed for this person, and a lot of the sexual content was edited out. Now, um, they did get some notable talent. Um, the most notable voice in the English class is Christopher Plummer of Sound of Music fame. He is the voice of Metamorphosis. Um, the film didn't get a re-release for years. Fans were putting together a restoration project with English audio over the original uncut French, but it was taken off of YouTube due to copyright, which really sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to just get into it again. I, we both probably have the Wikipedia page open because this film is so confusing. Like What's... we had a hard time figuring out what the hell was going on. Yeah, because literally we open up, we don't open up with the main characters, we open up on these random people, and the first thing is a plant grows out of the ground, and it gives birth to some sort of, like, armadillo shrimp creature, and there's a woman who's, like, sitting on the ground. And she's got a titties out, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) okay, that's one thing, if you are underage maybe don't watch this mm-hmm. or don't watch it with your parents because there were a lot of boobs um and she starts like breastfeeding it like okay okay and uh she also acts like it's a normal thing to do she's not weirded out she's like oh i'm just gonna breastfeed this random creature that came out of the ground okay lady whatever <laughs> yeah so uh but then uh Laser starts shooting at all the people and they turn into stone. We don't see what's shooting the lasers. It's a mystery. Um, and there are these birds um, called the mirror birds who I think are sort of connected to... Um, I'm not sure exactly how they work. That's another thing you'll see. Um, but the queen of Gondahar, Ambrosextria. Yes, that is her name. Oh my god. Um... Uh, she's at the capital city of Gondhar called Jasper. Um, she is um, shown this, and she's like, I have no idea what this is. She and her counselor are talking it over, and um, I think it's... Okay, I'm going to try to say this name right. Some of these names are really weird. Blamiho, who was like the wise man, says, you need to send your son Sylvain. And she's like, at first, she's like really not into the idea. She's like, he's too young. He looks like he's 25. <laughs> yeah, like he has long hair. He's chiseled. And mm-hmm. I, I'm, when we brought this up, he's don't, they don't even look related because his skin's kind of really pink. It's also like the shapes of their faces, too. Like she has a much more well-defined face, but we also don't know who his father is, so... <laughs> Um, maybe it took more after the father. Um, so Sylvain, uh, gives, decides to go and, um, on this quest, on this kind of funny looking stingray bird thing with big old eyes. I think it's kind of cute in a weird way, but unfortunately he gets attacked and the poor creature dies. I was kind of sad when it died. I was like, oh no. Oh no. And this, because it was like, oh, that poor creature didn't need to die. But this is where we meet. The deformed. Now, before anybody says, oh, how dare you call them deformed, that's kind of what they call themselves. They don't give them another name. They're a race of mutants. And, like, you're going to be like, oh, like X-Men. No. No. like Not like X-Men. They're all uh, deformed. One has his 
doesn't have a head and he has his face on his chest and mm -hmm. he uh multiple just, arms so many ladies even have multiple tits uh the leader has five different heads one woman doesn't have a mouth some of them have like their like their legs aren't correct like you know they're not it's not like x-men at all they're not like mm -hmm. they are kind of humanoid but you can tell that they're not normal humans quote unquote um and also they they talk kind of odd because when they find sylvain he like fell off his um steed and they go he can be was from gondahar mm -hmm. there's a reason they talk like that we will try to explain it to the best of our ability but they okay so this was something i didn't mention before but when sylvain wakes up the, the deformed pick him up and take him into like their underground lair he's like really calm he's like looking around like huh so this is happening yeah. <laughs> Bruh, you just woke up and you don't know where you are. Be a little afraid. Yeah, like, uh, apparently uh, they were uh, all created uh, as experimentation from his home kingdom of Jasper. Mm-hmm. For what, we don't really know. And while they were sent to uh, the people of his kingdom, uh, uh, they are going to uh, let help him because they have a bigger threat called the Metal Men. Well, also the thing is, is that, see, Sylvain, he's like, at first he thinks they're the enemy, but then they're like, no, we're not the enemy. And he apologizes, like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, he's a little headstrong, but when he's like, oh, I'm so sorry for judging you. When he, like, they explain what happened. He's like, I'm really sorry. And they even give him a guide who he kind of, like, gets close to. And, um... He even asks, like, why do you guys talk like that? And he says, well, we used to be clairvoyant. Clairvoyant mean you could see the future. Um, they still have, like, a power, but I don't think it's clairvoyancy. I think they lost that over the years. Um, and he tells them that they have, like, a prophecy. It is, in a thousand years, Gondahar was destroyed. A thousand years ago, Gondahar will be saved. Keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. Keep that in the back of your head. Yeah. So everything's fine until they reach a village where everyone has been turned to stone. The lasers turn the people to stone. And this is where we get the first view of the metal men. I, I describe them sort of like C-3PO, but evil. They're black with like these, this red um, light on their, on their chest. If not for nothing, Sylvain does try to defend himself, but it doesn't, it doesn't Yeah, work. he ends up uh, petrified and captured and put into this large egg-like prison. But this woman named uh, Ariel, I think it's pronounced. Or, or as I like to call it, Miss didn't need to be in this yeah. movie. <laughs> she, doesn't, she doesn't do much. She's just a token love interest. Like, guys, we're not trying to be mean, but she really doesn't add anything. I think she's just there to be pretty. Mm-hmm. And she, I mean, she is. Yeah, and... But it's like, she doesn't really do no, anything. No, because uh, the two by this big... Uh, knockoff Godzilla thing who attacks the metal men, crushes them, and she thinks that the little captured in prison is her egg, and she makes a nest for them and leaves, and suddenly Ariel says, I think I'm falling in love with you, and they have a cut to black uh, <laughs> sex scene. No, seriously. That's actually like, how it goes. Have... Like, after meeting and after being rescued by the mama Godzilla, she says, I want to jump your bone. Like, okay, so here's the thing. Like, they've maybe known each other for, like, what, a minute or so? Mm-hmm. 
and already they're just like, yeah, we're in love. It's like, seriously, Sylvain, have you never met a woman besides your mother? Is this yeah. the first time you've met a woman? And this is apparently one of the scenes they edited because um, according to the Wikipedia article, the scene was just the two of them lying together nude. There's no sex, but it's like, you know what mm-hmm. they did, but it's like, I mean, that's it? There are already movies from America that are much more explicit and lewd oh, yeah. than that. Okay. So, all right. It's going to get a little bit weirder. I know it already sounds weird, but just trust us. Um, so they find the middlemen are taking the people to this big uh, door. And when they go in, a bunch of machines come out. And the machines, I don't want to say they're sentient, but they're not, like, stupid. Like, see, Sylvain and Ariel found a, like, an empty, what was it? Ah, uh, fucking no. Oh, come on. A chest it was Like a chest Oh, piece yeah, yeah. They find the remains of something metal men, and they're completely hollow. Like, no circuits, no parts, nothing. Mm-hmm. So that's confusing. But then, you know, they they find so like, OK, I'm just, just going to say this. Um, the way this one metal man is talking, it kind of sounds like cult indoctrination in a way. Yeah, like uh, he's keeps insisting they give up their free will. Mm-hmm. Become like one with the what do they call it? The great the great being, the great creator or something. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what they call him, but. It sounds like a cult, and also at the same time, it's like, this hits way too close to home. You have a, like, you know, with the whole artist against AI thing. Um, yeah. Uh, so, okay, now this is when it gets really weird, because this is, I think, the part you said you got confused. Yeah, at. when they uh, follow them, they uh, hide onto this boat, and let's see, they go to what this big old clit in the middle of the ocean. It's supposed to be a brain, it but it looks look like, like a clit. Yeah, like uh, the South Park really movie does. where uh, Stan finds a giant talking clitoris. Yeah, it, it kind of looks like the talking clitoris' sister. <laughs> oh, we're terrible. <laughs> yeah, and, and... Yeah, the endings get really confusing when they go in and... Uh, Sylphion and his love interest go into the big brain man and he starts talking to him in riddles saying that he's not the leader of the metal man but they believe he is like some kind of god this is yeah so this is the metamorphosis and again like the film was already really weird in that sci-fi way but this is when the movie gets really confusing now both of us are not French. Um, I know, like, only a little bit of French. Do you know any French, Jack? No, none at all. Yeah, I only know, like, a little bit. Um, so the thing is, is this was based off a book. I have tried to track down an English version of this book. You cannot. So some things might have gotten lost in translation, but see, the metamorphosis is like... Um, yeah, I didn't make these guys, even though they claimed that I did. And... He sends them back to Gandahar. Well, it turns out, you know how the Gandaharian scientists made the deformed? Mm-hmm. It turns out they also made the metamorphosis. Oh, damn. So Why? 
no idea. We don't know. They never explain it. Um, and see, uh, what happens is um, Metamorphous, um, I guess he was, he was growing. His, gro- his growth was super rapid, and he was apparently becoming violent, so they just dumped him into the ocean. Like, yeah, this isn't our problem anymore. Let's dump him into the ocean. There's no way this can come back to bite us in the butt. <laughs> so, oh, uh, yeah. Eventually, they uh, tell Sylveon that uh, they're going to have to kill the metamorphosis, which it seems like it's going to be impossible. Um, and also, another thing is, like, um... What I do like is, like, the, the queen and the counts are like, oh, this is our fault. Mm-hmm. We messed up. Like, it's none of this thing where they're trying to, like, blame somebody else, but they're like, oh, we sort of uh, created our own downfall. And also, like, I mean, again, I don't really know what he was created for, but I do think it's a little messed up that they create him, and then, like, when they're like, oh, this didn't turn out the way we wanted, let's just dump, dump him in the ocean. It's like, what the heck? You're the ones who made him. You guys couldn't even try to talk to him? Yeah. like And the Metal Man saw attacking the uh, uh, kingdom, and they, they tried to hold him off with all those creatures he saw when he began even try drowning them by breaking the dam, but at first it looks yeah, like nothing they can try kill very, very hard to defend their home. Um... You know, they do everything they can, but it's unfortunately not enough. These things are, like, un... Uh, and it seems like they're unbeatable. But, um... I'm not gonna call this dude by his name. I think his name is stupid. I'm just gonna call him the wise man. Um, he's like, so... Here's an idea. I'm gonna create this syringe, fill it with some sort of specific poison for Metamorphous. So, Vane, you have to kill him. Now, things were already confusing... This is where they get even more confusing because when Sylvain goes to Metamorphos, since Metamorphos is, you know, so smart and everything, he's like, um, you want to kill me? Don't kill me. Because it, okay. It turns out the Metal Men. Up on the future. How? We have no idea. Well, we do know how they mm-hmm. get um, to the present, but we don't know how Metamorphos knows that. No. Nope. Also, we don't know how he found out because, see, the thing is, is they met Metamorphos before. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. If you knew they were from the future, why didn't you tell them beforehand? Yeah, like uh, Metamorphosis insists that Shuin will have no effect on him now, and that Sylvian, uh, Sylvain will have to wait a thousand years. So, uh, and Sylvain just goes along with goes, it. It's like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> and meanwhile, um, the remaining Gandaharians are still trying to fight. You know, they're uh, these big gray crabs come out of the water. And they do a really good job of defending the castle, but even still, the um, metal men and their technology are too much. They get turned to stone. The, the people of Gondahar, though, are like, ah, screw it, we're going to go down fighting. They attack the middlemen, they push boulders down to crush them, but the queen realizes, we're not going to win this. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not going to win this. She takes the remaining Gondaharians and she makes like a prayer to the mirror birds. Somehow they can hear her. Okay. And says, please take us somewhere else. The crabs like cut the bottom of the castle. 
This castle's like a massive head. Mm-hmm. A lot of head imagery in this oh, movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just now realized there's a lot of heads in this movie. Um, and the birds fly it away. And I just want to say these are some strong-ass birds. Mm-hmm. The castle head is made of stone. How the heck are they carrying this? They're not massive birds. They're tiny. Diminutive, even. So like, they're probably the size of a conure yeah. or something. And uh, anyway, uh, so a thousand years has passed until Fane awoken and he's under some kind of pier, and he finds the deformed, who uh, they've they've survived. Mm-hmm. Now, see, the deformed did try to help. Um, Gondahar, but they came too late. However, uh, there was like this conversation. They were like, hey, uh, we need to do something. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, like, we can't stand by. We can't let our world be destroyed. So they decide to be active and do something. But like, they were arrived to Gondahar a little too late. Um, and then they said the whole, in a thousand years, Gondahar was destroyed in a thousand years. Gondahar will be saved. But then we go to where um, where uh, Sylvain is in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, metam- the uh, metamorphosis is uh, aging and his uh, cells are dying at a rapid pace. And he's gone cuckoo. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he... Um, the, the deform explain it because, you know, see, they actually realize, oh, it's Sylvain. We remember him. You know, he was our friend. We're going to help him. But they just explain, you know, uh, why Metamorphosis has changed so much in the thousand years. As Jad said, his cells are dying. He can't regenerate them. He figured out that if he uses the people of Gondahar, he can regrow his cells, but it kills them. Mm-hmm. It's really messed up. There's a scene where it's like a bunch of corpses are being just discarded. It is fucked up. So yeah. upsetting. And, you know, Savane's like, wait, how did you guys um, survive? He's like, oh, they didn't want us because we're deformed. Our deformity saved us. And I'm like, I mean, that's kind of clever, but also a little messed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and let's see. And uh, so Sylvain managed to uh, kill the metamorphosis. And... Okay, wait, 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 wait. Um, huh? we, we skipped a little because... Okay, so this was confusing. We had to look at the Wikipedia page um, because there was this big, like, obelisk filled with stuff. I'm like, what the heck is that? It's a reservoir of new cells for Metamorphos. So the deformed and Sylvain break into this compound, save the remaining Gondaharians, destroy the Metalmen, and to help Sylvain, the deformed use their powers whatever they may be, to mess with the reservoir. I'm not sure exactly what they do. Me neither. Again, we sound really confused. We're going to get to that in a second. Um, but now, see, I think what ha- happened, they don't say this, but I think with um, time, Metamorphos has changed. He's kind of lost his mind. Because when uh, Sylvain came, he's like, you told me to kill you. And he's like, I did not say that again it's a thousand years um and he's gone crazy and he's like you know i i want to live i want to survive blah 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 um but when the deformed 
mess with the uh, the cells, it's enough of a distraction for Sylvain to get free of Metamorphosis and plunge the syringe into him. And right away, he begins to die. I'm not exactly sure, like, what it does to him, but it starts, like, killing him. And it's, like, automatic... Um, so the remaining Gadaharians of the Deform are running to the door of time to get back home. And I, I mentioned this. This part is actually, like, really kind of sad and bittersweet. Um, because the metamorphosis is calling out to them, like, don't leave me. Where are you going? Please let me come with you. I'm part of Gondahar, too. And he's talking about the pain he's experiencing and you do feel kind of bad for him because, I mean, he does have a point. He was part of Gondahar. There, he wasn't, you know, he didn't ask to be made. Mm-hmm. They made him, and this is what happened. But, like, you know, he became evil and was harming Gondahar. So, of course, you know, they had to kill him. But, like, so I watched the English version. And I have to say, uh, Christopher Plummer did such a good job like he makes them you he makes you feel bad um for uh the metamorphosis even though he's the villain it's just the way he says like please don't leave me is so heartbreaking your heart actually goes out to him and even so van like looks back at him and it, you can maybe tell for a second he's gonna maybe go back but his friend his friend is like no we gotta go gotta go go through the door and so they go through the door the metal men and metamorphous die. Um, and they go back to Gondahar. First, Sylvain's really, really sad. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, oh, this whole... Go ahead. Yeah, because while the metal men are gone, at first he thinks his kingdom is gone as well because he can't see the palace or giant head his mm-hmm. family lives in. And, and nobody's around either. So he, he gets kind of sad, but then at the end... They look up, and the castle is coming back. Mm-hmm. So, like, it sort of ends on a hopeful note that they can, you know, rebuild um, and have a better future. Okay, so, as I mentioned, this is based on a um, a, fr- a French novel. Neither of us have read it, because you cannot find this book. So, some things might have gotten lost in translation. There's a chance, you know... But, um, Jad, I'm going to let you go first, because you hadn't seen this movie beforehand. No, this was my first... This is the first time I ever heard of it back when uh, we said we do it for the channel. Mm-hmm. And I never heard of it until now. Oh, and it was... This was so weird. Like, even <laughs> the other stuff we reviewed on this channel, like, I had a hard time following the plot of this. I think we both did it. I've watched this before. (laughs) It's one of those things where I feel like this is something you're watching solely for the animation. Yeah, definitely. And, like, while it's not perfect, you know, the reason I can watch something like this more than once is because, like, versus, like, say, the, uh, the, the Red Ape family. The Red Ape family wasn't really made with any, like, true artistic integrity. This was, even though it's not perfect, I still feel like, you know, Rili Lalu actually put effort into this. Like, you can tell, you know, like, the art is competent. 
Um, the designs are really interesting. I kind of liked, like, with the mutants, they actually didn't just go, hey, let's just, like, make them he all humanoids. Like, no, let's actually be creative with it. And I do appreciate that they made them, like, active in the story. I do like the design of the queen. I think, like, the backgrounds are really beautiful. But the story is lacking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, it's There's a lot of things focused. that are not explained. And so I gave it a 3.5, and you were going to give it... A 2.5. Yeah, like, the animation is beautiful. The pop makes no sense, and story is the biggest thing about a movie. Mm-hmm. And that's sometimes a problem with animation, is they sometimes think beautiful visuals will be enough. But not always. No. I think, like, my major issue is, like, a... A lot wasn't explained. Why did they create the deformed and metamorphous? What were their purposes? Um, it kind of would have been nice to see what made metamorphous just suddenly. I mean, I know it seems like he got goes mad, but it's like maybe if you guys had maybe showed that, it would we could understand him a little more as a villain. Mm -hmm. See, the way I described it is. Um, I, I use the example of in the um, one of the South Park episodes, they were making fun of Family Guy, where it was manatees like bumping a, a ball yeah. to make um to make up like the uh, episode a uh, cutaway gag. Yeah, the yeah the cutaway gag. That's it. I couldn't think of the word. Um, like, oh, you think that's bad? Remember when I played like Cucaracha for like Paul McCartney? Because it's like as soon as we get to the future thing, it's like you guys did not set that up. There was no talk of time travel until that. And it kind of almost felt like, I don't know if the guy who wrote it, like if, I mean, again, we don't know, we haven't read the book, but I don't know if maybe um, Jean-Pierre Avedron, uh was a very lengthy writer. Maybe there was too much in the book that they couldn't add. I just feel like this could have been done a little bit better. Really, it's the execution, I think, that kills it. But I do recommend it. You can watch it on YouTube and Vimeo. I watched it on Vimeo. The English version is on Vimeo. And the French version is on YouTube. And we should try to get this released on DVD. Yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> it, uh, sucks that you... it had a DVD oh. released years ago and hasn't had one since. Yeah, someone's on selling it on Amazon for $129. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> All right. Time for... Do we want to just go through these deaths really quick so we don't have to focus on them too much again? Yeah. So, unfortunately, we have lost three really fantastic people. Laura Lynch, founding member of the Dixie Chicks, is dead at 65. She was in a car wreck. Um, the Dixie Chicks are a very popular uh, country trio. Um, hang on. I think she was... Was she the lead singer? I'm going to check real quick. Um, let's see. Natalie Maines, Marty McGuire, Emily Strayer. Oh, yeah, Lower Lynch uh, replaced Maines. Ah, okay. Um, so she was uh, the lead vocalist. Um, I think probably the album that... Like the, the albums that were their most famous were Flying Home, um, 
Wide Open Spaces, You Were Mine, Cowboy Take Me Away, my personal favorite song. Actually, there's two. I like their cover of Landslide, but I also really, really love um, Earl ha- uh, Goodbye, Goodbye Earl. you. <laughs> yes. So, um, unfortunately, you know, she didn't survive the car wreck. She will be missed. Mm-hmm. This one's also really sad just because this person was ext- was rather young. Um, Lee Soon Krun of Parasite fame has been... Oh, no, Lee Soon Kun has been found dead in Korea. Mm-hmm. He was reported missing, and he was found dead in a uh, car. He was rushed to the hospital, but it was too late. Um, there's not a lot of details. No, apparently uh, uh, the police yeah. were on the lookout for him because of his uh, drug abuse. Yeah. Alleged. Alleged. There were drug- rumors. There was right. nothing definite so yeah he will definitely be missed and british actor tom wilkinson known for the full monty and michael clayton dies at 75 michael clayton was a very prolific actor from like the 60s to the 2000s he was working his most recent work was um a uh series on disney plus uh where he was reunited with his uh co-stars for uh, of the Full Monty, Robert Carlyle, and Mark Addy. He was in Rush Hour, Batman Begins, Eternal Sun, Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Valkyrie. Um, no details have been released. His family just said he suddenly died at his home. Mm-hmm. All three of these people will be sorely missed, and my heart goes out to their families. It's never easy to lose somebody. Definitely. And uh, on to some lighter news. South Park Snow Day is getting an official release date, March 26. So January, February. Oh, it's not that far off, yeah. actually. Yeah. It's going to be on PlayStation 5, Xbox, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's a collaboration between South Park Digital Studios and THQ Nordic. Again. And so, what? Uh, you said this is going to be a dungeon crawler? Yeah, it's going to be a dungeon crawler. Only it's going to be on a snow day in South Park. Okay, so I was looking over this. There is a collector's edition, which has a copy of the game, a Grand Wizard Cartman snow globe, a Grand Wizard Cartman beanie, a South Park snow day selection of six tarot cards, and the original soundtrack, but it also has a talking toilet paper holder. Yeah. And so yeah, South Park games had a very rocky start mainly because uh, when licensing out the characters to uh, the now defunct claim, and Park and Stone had very little input on these games, and they were really disappointed with how they turned out. So it resulted in them being very protective of licensing the IP out to anyone, unless they had a lot more creative control. Mhm. And eventually, we yeah. did get some amazing games like South Park, The Stick of Truth, and The Fractured But Whole. Yeah, I've heard those are really yeah, good. Yeah, definitely. Hey, they're fun RPGs. Yeah, um, so um, I sent a link to uh, my fiance because my fiance really likes South Park. Um, so I have a feeling he'll probably get this for Xbox. Um, so that's something to look forward to if you are a big South Park fan. All right. 
James Wan and Sam Raimi team up for the burden. Genre specialist James Wan and Sam Raimi are teaming up to make a mystery project known as The Burden. Yeah, yeah. Since you're a horror fan, I thought this would interest you. So James mm, Wan, he's best known for the co-creator of the Saw and the Insidious franchise, as well as the Conjuring universe. Damn. Us and since Sam Raimi has uh, recently opened up his own production company, there's a lot of Ooh. speculation. It's, it, as part of speculation, it's going to be a hard film. Um. So, see, right now it's like there's not a lot of information. All mm-hmm. it says is like there's a um a Dutch short film of the same name, mm-hmm. and everyone's pretty sure it's going to be a horror film just because these are two you know people who are no strangers to you know the horror um genre. As you said, you know, James Wan's history precedes them. Like, yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, they both made superhero movies, and that's true. But um, before, like, Raimi did the Spider-Man trilogy, he did, um, oh, what's it called? Evil Dead. The, the, the Evil Dead, yeah, the Evil Dead franchise with Bruce Campbell, which is really good, and I highly recommend it. It's more, um, what's the word I'm looking campy? for? Uh, yeah, it's more campy, but it, it works. He then did, you know, Spider-Man, um, and then he did Drag Me to Hell, which I haven't seen, but has gotten a lot of really good reviews. Um, and, like, a lot of people said Doctor Strange was... the um, Oh, yeah, it was, a, it was, was better was, than the first film. Like, uh, it was... That's what everybody said. Full-on Sam Raimi. Like, it was so surreal like, It was a dark. lot dark yeah like this is a guy who knows what he's doing so this you know this is something i'll be looking forward to it's just right now um there's not a lot of information so we'll have to probably wait until it gets a little closer um yeah it's uh yeah film project yeah it's upcoming so we don't have a date or anything so we're gonna have to wait but that is totally fine i can wait and uh speaking of and here's some uh news it was that i I was found interested in, uh, NBC Universal is considering making a new theme park in the UK after a quiet land outside of London. Ooh. That's interesting. Yeah, like, uh, it's been rumored that, uh, NBC Universal, or the parent company Comcast, bought some land in the United Kingdom a while back, and now they confirmed that, yeah, they bought it, and they're contemplating what to do with it. Potentially, so they don't know a hundred percent what they're gonna do with it, like right away. No, not yeah, but it could become a new theme park. See, I think like Universal is kind of coming for Disney's, uh, like Disney's sort of been you know known to be like the theme park, but I think like Universal's kind of coming into their own. Yeah, like they that got that third theme park opening up in Orlando. Like, here's the thing: having the rights to the Illumination movies, you know that made them a buttload mm-hmm. of money. Kids love Despicable Me, The Secret Life of Pets, but then they also now have the rights to Nintendo. So yeah, they're going to give Disney a run for their money. Like, I mentioned this before, everyone knows who Mario mm-hmm. is, even if you've never played one of his games. And not to And like, sorry. I've heard... Go ahead. No, you go ahead. And not to mention, they're constructing that DreamWorks Lando for that Universal Lando. Oh, that, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, they've been... The uh, question on that... A full replica of Shrek's house and even a kitty coaster themed after trolls. Okay, that's actually mm-hmm. really cool. See, also, like, um, 
during Christmas, a lot of people were posting like TikToks visiting the Grinch. I don't know how they do it, but every year they hire the perfect actor to play yeah. the Grinch because he's mean. But like if there are kids who are genuinely excited to see him, he is genuinely nice to them. There's like this really cute TikTok of this adorable little girl dressed as the Grinch and she goes to him so happy and he is he's still being like a little bit of a jerk but he's still he's being nice to the kid like you know she's talking to him he's like I have no idea what you're saying but I'm gonna pretend that I do like they do such a good job like also with their Christmas stuff so yeah like they're, they're coming for Disney that Disney needs to watch their yeah back. definitely and not to mention Halloween Horror Nights is basically oh, the yeah. biggest Halloween event in the world yeah because I mean I think, like, you know, the the issue with Disney, they can't really do anything, like, hardcore horror just because of their brand. Yeah. Universal can. Let's see. Uh, well, uh, okay. Disney owns American Horror Story and Alien and Predator after the Fox style, but that they can do anything. Do you really think you no. would see those characters at Disneyland? No, absolutely not. <laughs> they would get sued so much. So many kids would be so terrified. <laughs> so, um... Now, I'm excited about this news. I'm extremely excited about this. Bendy and the Ink Machine is going to get a movie! Yeah, but it's only a matter of time. Because, see, um, there's, like, this post going around Twitter where someone posts a bunch of, like, random popular games like Undertale, uh, Doki Doki Literature Club, and uh, Granny and stuff. It's like, oh, these these are, like, the movies that'll get a movie adaptation next. I'm like... None of those have, like, a linear story. No. Maybe Doki Doki, but the thing about Undertale, it's, like, about the choices you make. Betty and the Ink Machine is perfect for a movie because there's a, you know, like, a beginning, a middle, and an end. Um, so, I mean, I've... Okay, so if you don't know what Bendy is, like, if you don't play video games, um, this was released back in 2017. There was a sequel now that was released last year. But Bendy and the Ink Machine... Um, was about a animator who used to work for uh, Joey Doo's Studios, um, who's going back to this um, old studio because somebody sent him a letter saying, hey, I need you to come. Uh, things are like, I need your help. Um, he gets there and discovers that the cartoon character he used to draw, Bendy, is alive and not very nice. Nah. <laughs> and there's all these, it's really good. It's actually like genuinely creepy and stuff. There's um, one boss. Uh, as you go along, you find these tapes that help like piece the story together. And it was obvious they were going to start like a theme park. And the guy who was trying to start the theme park was starting to get like really pissed off with the guy running the studios. And I, um, you go into this one room and there's some sort of big machine. You walk towards it. All of a sudden, it opens up, and there's this massive disembodied head of the theme park guy. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah, it was creepy. The first time I like played it, I was like, ah. So, yeah. Um, I don't think it has a date for when the film is. Uh, um, no, it's in the works. So uh, don't expect any news for no. a while. Yeah. Uh, Radar Pictures Pictures is behind the Ruby. It's, it's going to be from Radar Pictures, who is behind. Um, the reboot of Jumanji. New, yeah. Um, and The Last Samurai, Revenge of the Nerds, and the first two Bill and Ted movies. Um, yeah, so this is going to be, this, I mean, this is going to, not only is this going to be, like, good, but I, I'm kind of maybe hoping Hollywood will be like, hey, let's look at some more, like, indie games and base, and make them into movies, just because there are a lot of really, um, good indie games that would make, like, fantastic movies or, like, TV series, 
And a lot of them do have like a story you can follow. Mm-hmm. I think the issue with some video games movies is they chose like the ones that don't have a linear sto- like a linear story. And then they didn't work. Yeah, definitely. Oh, they just have no respect for the source material at all. Oh, yeah. Like, that first Mario movie was so bad. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. Okay, now let's see what's next. And Oh, yeah. And uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians debuts to 13.3 million viewers. Damn. That's in the first six days. Holy crap. Yeah, so it's a... Uh... Big hit on Disney Plus. I said, uh, yeah, Disney needs a win. Yeah, definitely. Like, their movies are floundering. Mm hmm. The price tag's just too big, and their releases are too numerous and too close to one another. Mm hmm. Like, they need more um, of a breathing room. Yeah. I think it's been a while since they've had something on Disney Plus do this well. I think probably. See it um, with was okay. Among Disney debuts this year was Mandalorian season three, Loki season two, Ahsoka, and Secret Invasion. I haven't heard a lot about Ahsoka or Se- the only thing I heard about Secret Invasion was them using AI art. But oh, like God. this has been sort of a a big hit. Um. Uh. Oh uh, yeah. It's- and it's sort of. And. Uh yeah, it, this sort of is like we've talked about this a lot, but this has been a very rough year for Disney. Um, like, Wish, their latest release, is struggling to make its budget back. Mm-hmm. I think it's at $174 million right now. Against a $200 million um, budget. Yeah, and it's still, like, chugging along. But, I mean, I don't know if it's going to make its budget back. I'll, I'll be kind of shocked if it does. Um, but, like, also, a lot of their big releases, like, a lot of the uh, superhero films didn't do that well. Aside from Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, yeah. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, it was their only major success with the superhero <laughs> films. When Elemental came out, it managed to gain traction, but that was due to word of mouth. Because the advertising for uh, Elemental was not good. For some mm-hmm. odd reason. Yeah, like, uh, Mark and then, uh, didn't do it well, apparently. I think they need to get a new marketing team. Definitely. But here's the thing. I actually really like uh, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. And I remember seeing the movie and being disappointed in it. So I am happy this is doing well. Mainly because, um, I mean, for a movie, they have to leave some things out. But also, it felt like they were focusing too much on, like, the humor and trying to be funny. And they also, um, there's a satyr in the in in the sh- in the books, I can't believe I can't remember his name. It's been such a long time since I read the books. I need to reread them, but they just made him like the f- you know the funny side character, and he is funny. But it was like all the everything that was like cool about them they just got rid of, and I'm like that's not fair. That- He's actually a really good character in the books, so I don't know why they did that. Um, Grover, it was Grover. Yeah. I really liked Grover, and I'm like, why the heck did they change his character so much? Um, so, yeah, I'm probably going to check this out also because I also love Greek mythology. I'm a massive Greek mythology nerd. Uh, what about you, Jad? Um, yeah, I'll check it out. I don't know much about Percy Jackson, but uh, considering all the good word of mouth, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, okay, so <laughs> we were talking about this in my Discord. Um, 
W is for WTF. Alien is getting a children's book treatment. Yes, that. Yeah, alien. it is for Elliot. Yeah, I mean, of all the things Disney to do with the uh, 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 Aliens franchise, this is the first thing they do. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I have noticed that like a lot of golden books have been released based on like IPs. Like I saw one. Like there's one for Taylor Swift. There's um. Some for Bluey, of course. There's, oh, there's a Dolly Parton one. Oh, wow. What, what the? There's a Golden Girls one? <laughs> oh, my God. Is, who is really, the hell? Who is coming up with these ideas? So, like, okay, if you guys don't know what the Golden Books are, they are um, a series of children's books. Like, um, they, like, like um, Sesame Street has a lot of them. Uh, they... Um, like the little engine that could that I think started was a, originally a golden book. There's a bunch of Disney ones. Um, little Critter has a lot of golden books. So like specifically, these are made for children. Mm-hmm. Like, so you know, as I'm looking through Amazon, there are a lot of ones that make sense. Uh, oh my god, there's one inspired by Friends. <laughs> Who is, like, signing off on these? No idea. It's so surreal. So, see, it's not... See, I'm wondering if this is supposed to be, like, a joke or something. Uh, possibly. Maybe it's, like, a gag gift? Mm. I mean, like, here's the thing. There's a bunch of, like, um... There's a Lady Gaga one. There's a Bee Gees one. I'm like, okay, that kind of makes sense. Those were musicians. They're famous. But then you have, like, the Goonies, the Office. This doesn't make... I feel like this has to be some sort of gag. It has to be. Because there's no way I would give that to a child. <laughs> Alien is a great movie, but it is not for children. No. No. <laughs> I am tempted just to buy it, just to read it, to see what's, like, going on. Just because it, it has, this has to be like a gag gift or something. I just, it doesn't make sense to make something like this for a child because, again, Aliens is not for okay. children. It is way too dark and scary. If you show that to a child, they're going to have nightmares. For months, they will want to sleep in the bed with you. They're not going to leave you alone. So, like, yeah, guys, this is, this is not for children. What is happening? Yeah, so, okay. And you also added this. One Piece to get YouTube's figures, and looks like it's going to be based on the Netflix show. Awesome. Yeah, I added this uh, solely for our buddy John. Hi, John. Hey. He loves One Piece. It's his, like, favorite show of all time. Um, YouTube's is um, a uh, figuring company that's sort of gotten popular in the last few mm-hmm. years. They have um, done, like, Five Nights at... They do a lot of, like, indie games. They did Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, Amanda the Adventurer, um, but they do TV shows too. Um, I actually recently got one because it's the only merchandise of one of my favorite games. Um, it's really cute. I haven't taken it out of the box, but like um, the re- the way you know it's a U2s is um, nobody has their eyes open. They all have their eyes closed. Um, I think they're made of vinyl. Possibly. I can't tell, but it's going to have... Um, Luffy, of course. Gotta have the boy. Uh, Zoro. Sanji. Nami and Usopp. 
Yep. Um, so, like, of course, the like the five original uh, Straw Hats, because I don't think they've met uh, Chopper and Robin yet in the uh, Netflix series. And I have to admit, these guys look a lot like the actors in the Netflix series. So, you two did a really good job. Yeah, definitely. And I can't wait for season two. I actually like the Nami one. I might buy that one. It's cute. <laughs> Okay, and let's okay. see what else said. Oh, yeah, you added Guess this. There's more writer drama, guys. Okay, so, Jad, I got a question. Yeah? Um, is it possible to sue somebody for using the sun? No. In a book. <laughs> is it possible to sue somebody for using um, solar powers in a book? No, I can't imagine they could sue them. Well, someone needs to tell this author this because an author accuses a black writer of copyright infringement for sun-themed superpowers. Oh, my God. So, you guys remember in the last episode I talked about that author who, like, just totally destroyed her career? Mm-hmm. We have another person. Oh, it's a different person. Oh. Yes. So, um, a Nigerian author by the name of... Uh, who goes by Just Marv on Twitter, um, shared the news about her upcoming novel called Firstborn of the Sun. She describes her novel as being influenced by the Yoruba culture of West Africa. Um, people who are, and people are born with Ar Agarba. Um, that um, translates roughly to power. Um, but it's also, like, the way she describes it is summon the energy from the sun. Now, out of nowhere, Lauren M. Davidson comes over and says, I don't like the fact that you have a character that has sun powers okay. and says it's copyright infringement. All right. So, guys, here's the thing. Um, she can't do that. No. <laughs> she, can't, she can't attempt to sue this other um, writer because, well, you, you can't copyright that. It's like someone makes a superhero that fly and DC's like, you can't do that. We're going to sue you. DC would lose because they don't have, they can't have a copyright on that. Mm -hmm. it, like, okay. If someone tries to make a character named Superman, they can say that's copyright infringement. But if someone says this guy's called super person, it's like, okay, that's fine. It's like, you know, you can't sue someone because the character has a similar um, power. That's not how this works. And also the sun is, a natural resource it's not an ip you can't um you know control that and she's acting like no one has ever had um sun powers literally there is a god who controls the sun there's multiple gods that control the sun um but instead of like trying to um like backtrack this author is just doubling down she posted a tweet on December 17th saying, if you steal my copyrighted work, passing it off as your own, you will be hearing from one of my attorneys no matter what country you live in. Oh, God. Again, legally, she has no leg to stand on. And uh, she's also been insisting that uh, the author she's shown is a con artist because she's from Nigeria. Oh, my God. God, I forgot about that. Yes, saying uh. that uh, the most num high amount of number of scams comes out of Nigeria, and oh my <sighs> God. 
Well, her, her career is also dead. I, this is like, is there something in the water? Is it a full moon? Because, like, I find it really weird that we had one author who just nuked her career due to racism, and now we have another one. Mm-hmm. This is just ridiculous. I know. All right. We have some sad news for Raylo stands. Uh, yeah. Adam Driver is no longer playing Kylo Ren. Mm-mm. He was in a podcast um, called Smartness um, being ho- that is hosted by Jason Bateman, Sheen Hayes, and Will Arnett. And they asked him about the future of the Star Wars franchise. And he said, they're doing stuff, but not with me. I'm not doing it anymore. Um, and it seems like... So from what it, it seems like, I think... Um, the character, they're not going to do anything with Kylo Ren anymore. Yeah. Like, at all... Um, so, I think the thing is, is like, um, I don't know if you guys know this, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but I don't think, uh, Adam Driver had the best experience being Kylo Ren. Um, like, I mean, we could talk all day about how so many people in the, uh, new Star Wars films were harassed. Like, Kelly Marie Chan and Daisy Ridley both left social media. John Boyega has been harassed for mm-hmm. years. But Adam Driver also had a lot of issues because, as I mentioned, um, I mentioned Rilo. It is the ship between Rey and Kylo. I don't know why, but, man, that, that ship attracted some of the worst people in the world because they would... They would uh, like find out what car he was in and follow him. They would find out like what hotel hotel he was staying at and share it with other Rylos. But also, um, Adam is married. Oh, did you know no, that? No, I too? didn't. Yeah, he has a wife. Well, a while back, his wife got pregnant. You know that sometimes happens. Um, his fans were pissed. The Rylos were furious because, in their really messed up mind. They want him to be with Daisy Ridley, who plays Ray. Oh boy. Now, you know that doesn't make mm-hmm. sense, right? That's not normal because, you know, he is married. Um, he's been with his wife for a while. They've been together since 2013. Mm-hmm. And he seems to really love her. And, he's, and she loves him. But again, oh, God. The amount of crap that his wife, Joanne Tucker, got was so disgusting. But you want to know the worst part? Oh, God, part? I'm afraid to ask what's the worst part. People tried to curse her so she would have a miscarriage or the baby would be born a stillborn. Oh, God. I know. They were trying to curse a baby. Oh, my God. That is so That's honestly, I hate up. the internet. Yeah, me too. So I think besides probably Disney not wanting to do anything with Kylo Ren, I don't think Adam Driver would go back either mm-hmm. way. I mean, I wouldn't. And also, like, um, Adam Driver actually, like, has anxiety. That's kind of why he wasn't as, like, active with um, his co-stars when they were, like, advertising for stuff. That's just the way he is. So I don't, like, I do not think this helped his anxiety at all. No. Now you added oh, this. Oh, today, yeah. Um, let's see. One of us dominates back domestic box office for five weeks in a row, thanks to Wonka. Now, this was a Which surprising. Really surprising. Yeah. 
Super surprising. Like it, so far, it's grossed over three hundred million. Oh dang! Against a hundred and twenty-five million budget. Oh wow! So it's already made back its budget. And it also got some pretty good reviews so far. It has an eighty-three percent on Rotten Tomatoes so far. Yeah, I was actually genuinely surprised. I might go see this with one of my friends, just because I've actually heard some really good uh, reviews. Um, on it, um, let me see, who was this directed by? Paul King, I don't think I've seen anything by, uh, What did he Paul direct? King. Oh, he directed so, the Paddington movie. Oh, oh, this is perfect for him then. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder, um, so, like, with Paul director at, with Paul King, um, at the helm and some solid new songs at the ready, the warmly old-fashioned Wonksa puts a suitably sweet spin on the classic character while leaving some room for the source material's darker undertones. So that's what um, Rotten Tomatoes said. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really kind of shocked um, just because, um, see, my thing is, like, I'm still really attached to the 1971 version featuring Gene Wilder, but, like, I mean, I'll go see this. Like, I do think it's... um. See, I think it's also just because the last Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie had, um, it did well, but, like, it didn't, it didn't have a critical acclaim, and I don't, I think some people look back at it, like, fondly, but it's not considered a good movie. Yeah. Like, uh, there were some weird choices with it. Mm-hmm. Um. And also, Johnny Depp does not make a good Woody Wonka. No, he does not. He was awful mm-hmm. in that movie. Um, so I think, um, like, see, it, it's kind of ironic because, see, they also have Aquaman out. And the new Aquaman movie, I don't think he's No, well. and it has a higher budget. Oh, no. <laughs> see, I was mad that they didn't. They kept on focusing on, like, Arthur and his kid. I'm like, well, where the heck is Amber? You guys are just going to totally leave mm-hmm. her out of the trailer. Of course you guys are. Fantastic. But um, it was like, uh, fo- it focuses on Orm and Arthur. Orm is um, his half-brother? Uh, his half-brother? I, I don't know much about the sequel. No, half-brother. It's his half-brother. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like, that doesn't really sound that interesting. And it sounds like it's not really um, capturing people. Um, let me see the critical response. Ooh, it has an average of 4.9 out of 10. Uh, Jason Momoa remains a capable and committed leading man, but even DC diehards may feel that Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom sticks to familiar waters. So it sounds a little bland, I'm guessing. However, I don't think this is going to help Warner Brothers just because this has been... Uh, Well, it's been a bad year for Disney. Warner Brothers, it's It's been even worse. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, this... Like, I think really the only successful films they've had this year have been Barbie and Wonka. I don't think there's anything else mm-hmm. that's been doing that well. Um, and honestly, also, there's a chance that uh, Warner Brothers might be in some legal trouble since after the whole de- debacle with... Um, Coyote versus Acme uh, Ac- and all those write-offs. Yeah. Um, a... Was it a Supreme... Uh, Supreme Court judge? I think it was his senator. Yeah, said, um, you guys need to investigate this, so 
Yeah, like, I mean, I, I don't think 2024 is going to be good to them either, just mm. with the way things are going right yeah, now. Yeah, like, so, they're going to have mean, a hard time finding anyone who's willing to work with them at the ship they pulled. Yeah. Because we talked about how after the whole um, Coyote versus Acme thing, a bunch of directors said, hey, I don't want to um, meet with Warner Brothers anymore. Like, don't reschedule the meeting. Um, so both Wonka and also The Color Purple have been doing good, but I really just don't think that's enough, especially since um, The Flash was such a gigantic failure. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think Evil Dead Rise did good. Oh, yeah, and Shazam! Fury of the Gods didn't do good no, either. No, no, like, they had flop after flop after flop. They even released an animated movie called Mummies, and I did not hear anything I think it got a limited release. This. Yeah, it looks like it did. Um, you know, they did a, the, tri- the last uh, Magic Mike movie. That didn't do too well. So yeah, Wonka, Color Purple, and Barbie, unfortunately, is just not going to be enough to, to save them. There's just... So much yeah. shit. And, sp- and like 2024, I'm looking at some of the movies. Um, the Furiosa movie could be good. Um, oh, oh, Doom Part 2. Uh, the sequel to Twist. Oh yeah, Beetlejuice 2. I forgot about that. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Time will tell. But I'm not. I'm not holding my breath. Okay. So we made jokes about this. Yeah. Like we have been making jokes about shit, this for months. Because um, if you guys don't know, um, Steamboat Willie, the first um, Mickey Mouse, the Mickey too. Mouse, yeah, the Mickey Mouse from Steamboat Willie, is now in public domain. So you can use that. Mickey Mouse. You cannot use the current Mickey Mouse. You have to use specifically the black and white one. Mm-hmm. Well, not even like it, we're just a day into 2024. There is already a trailer for a Mickey Mouse horror game called Infest, Infest, Infestation 88. Oh God, <sighs> looks horrible. So here's my thing. I've said it before. I'll say it again. My problem with a lot of these, let's take a established friendly child character and make him evil. It's really, really lazy. Incredibly. Like they're doing it for helping Jack Value and public outcry would help give him free publicity. And that, you know, it doesn't make it good. Like if there were some actual thoughts put behind it maybe it wouldn't be such an issue but it's like see um one of my friend uh somebody in the discord said they think this is also based on the uh creepy pasta but even if that's true creepy pastas are not known for having like the best best no that just use the same old trope show for and over again yeah, so I, I'm not playing this. I hope others don't play it just because I don't I don't want us to keep doing this. It's like, I'm fine if you have a concept where you take an established character and maybe put them in a horror setting, but you have to think it through, have some actual ideas. Like, we, we talked about how they did um, the honey, uh, the, the, the honey, the blood and honey with Winnie the Pooh and how bad it was. We talked about how they also did, um, they did a Grinch um like horror film that was also bad it's like just 
you can't just do ha 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 evil Mickey. There has to be more to mm-hmm. it. All right. Do you want to go first on recommendations? Ah, uh, you go first. All right. So I have a little story. Um, when I went to go see the boy and the heron, I was uh, getting like a snack and I stopped and said, is that a poppy popcorn bucket? It was. And when you open up her hair, you put the popcorn in. I'm like, well, I have to come back specifically for that popcorn bucket. So me and my friends went to go see Trolls Band together and we had so much fun. I don't care what anyone says. The Trolls movies are fantastic. And this one was just as good. It focuses more on um, Branch. Um, it starts out with a flashback with little baby Branch and his four other brothers, John Dory, Spruce Clay, and F- Floyd, who are about to perform in their boy band called Brozone. Um, John Dory is the oldest and the leader, and he's really obsessed with the perfect harmony, the perfect family harmony. And they're so, they get really close to performing it, but it fails. So the brothers disband and Branch is left with his grandma. We go to modern day. Um, Gristle and um, the king of the Bergens are uh, getting married. But like, you know how um, they go, speak now or forever hold your peace. Well, like at that point, someone says, stop the wedding. And it's John Dory who's looking for Branch. Branch has not told Poppy he's part of Brozone, but she finds out now, and she's, like, super obsessed with him. But what happened is uh, Floyd, who was the sensitive one of the group and who gave Branch his uh, vest, has been captured by Velvet and Veneer, these two teenagers who want to be pop star. They are using Floyd's um, talent so they can sing. They cannot sing. They don't have any talent, so they put uh, Floyd in, like, this crystal and use him as, like, perfume. It, like, drains him, and it's, like, killing him. So, and it's um, a diamond, so the only thing to break diamond is the perfect family harmony. So they have to get the band back together. They go on a quest to get their brothers. Like, also, if you, like, grew up in, like, the golden era of boy bands, you are going to have a blast. It's just so fun Velvet and Veneer are such fun villains. Um, the animation is so bright and colorful, and the music choices are fantastic. Like, I-, I was telling my friend this. I think the reason the Trolls movies work so well is they know something about music and musicals. And um, the thing about, like, uh, jukebox musicals, they can be really hard to do because some people will be too literal with their song placements and be like, let's have this song and then have the scene be like literally what the song is singing about. But it's like this, this, the trolls movies does such a good job of picking the perfect songs for the characters. Um, so I highly recommend it. It's still in theaters. Um, and this is something I watched a few days ago. So if you guys, um, know me, I am really into um, animation, and I'm specifically trying to support a lot of indie animation because there's a lot of animators who are making their own stuff. Um, this is somebody I've been following on Twitter. Um, let me see when this was posted. Ten days ago. It's called... Um, wait, no, 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 no. Three days ago. The first episode was posted three days ago. It is called Atlas and the Stars. It's about this girl named Atlas who steals a spaceship. Her dream is to be among the stars, 
but what happens is she gets caught by like um, customs, <laughs> and they're trying to check the um, the ship. She's like, "Oh shit, they're gonna know I don't. This is not my ship." And this alien named Atmosphere. It's his first day. <laughs> He's trying his best. He's trying to be the best custom inspector he can be. Atlas accidentally kids kids na- kid kidnaps him. <laughs> She, like, escapes, but then all of a sudden she hears something. She turns around. She's like, what the heck are you doing in here? And so, you know, she's like, okay, I'm going to turn back, take you back. But something opens up in space and transports them to this other universe where there's this, like, dying planet. Um, and the people living on that planet, they know their planet is dying. They can't seem to keep it stabilized, but... Um, they think that if there's another universe, they might be able to use those planets in the universe to stabilize their planet. This animation is really good. And you know what I found out? What? Only one person's animated. Oh, wow. Holy crap. Yes, they made a 30-minute animation by themselves, and it looks really good. The music is fantastic. The voice acting is really good. I'm going to put a link um, when we post this on Twitter. I highly recommend this. And, like, the reason I'm going to post a link is because, you know, I want people to see this because if they can get more views, they can possibly monetize their videos and get money that they can put towards making more of uh, Atlas and the Stars. It is now your turn, Jad. Okay. So, oh, uh, my first recommendation is a video game. And uh, you can thank uh, John for getting me into this. Persona 5 Royale. It's a remake of Persona 5. I've, and this one has more uh, content, brand new uh, mechanics for uh, both exploration and, and turn-based battles. Uh, new confidants to interact and new activities. These are places the protagonist can, and, uh, in fact, can visit. And interact with, and if you meet special requirements, even uh, continue as well after where the game ended. And like uh, with an entirely new uh, boss and level, uh, and semester, and an entirely new ending. Oh, wow, that's cool! Yeah, so uh, I'm in the middle of playing it um, on a home stretch. I'd like to think it's I managed to uh, uh, snag it. It's uh, years ago after uh, some photos with GameStop, let's just say. <laughs> but yeah, if an RPG fan and an Atlas fan, I can really consider recommend starting with Persona 5 Royal first. Yeah, I need to play. I think I have Persona. Th- yeah, I have Persona 3. I haven't played it yet, but I remember watching John play it, and I'm like, oh, this looks so cool. And the remake for three is coming in, in a few months. Next month, Ooh. I believe. Mm-hmm. Exciting. And my uh, second recommendation is Everything Everywhere All at Once, which I heard a lot of hey, hype. Yeah, you finally saw yeah, it! Yeah, and it was amazing. <laughs> like, it was so trippy. It, like, but a good yeah, definitely trippy. It's, trippy. <laughs> it's an absurd. A lot of absurdist humor and uh, genuine high-stakes drama. Uh, if and it was nominated for like multiple. I think it won the uh, best picture. Mhm. Uh, like 
let's see, Dilbin Pass picture, accolades, 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 uh, and let's see, let's see, let's see, accolades won by, okay, I, uh, camera, yep, it won for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting Actress, Best Supporting Screenplay, and Best Film Editing. Yeah, it's cons like right now it's estimated to be the most awarded film of all time, and it it's deserved. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Like it focuses on this woman, middle-aged uh, Chinese immigrant named Evelyn Crane Wan, who who uh, has some financial troubles with her family, and don't meet with the IRS. Let's see, he uh, starts to experience some weird visions, and. It's many stuff, her path from a, across the multiverse starting to merge into one another. And and her husband starts talking weird, too. And honestly, that's all I can go into without spoiling it. Like, you gotta go in knowing nothing. And it will... Mm -hmm. Like, if I talk about it anymore, it will ruin the experience for you, so... Yeah. It's so unbelievably good. It also... um. He won Kwan, who people probably um, remember from, uh, who was a short round in Indiana Jones. This was his first movie in years. He stopped acting like in 1996. And um, I think the Davids, the directors, they're both called David, um, who uh, wanted him to be in the movie. Uh, he, so I just learned this today. Um, Quan still was close to Jeff Cohen, who it was a Goonies co-star, um, is his entertainment lawyer, and he helped negotiate the contract for Everywhere, Everything, All at Once, and I am so glad he did. Because, man, he was good in this. Like, I really, like, everybody was cast so perfectly. Oh, yeah, it was amazing. Um, you have uh, James Hong as Gong Gong, uh, Michelle Yeoh is the uh, lead character, and oh, what's the name of, who plays Joy, what's her name, Stephanie Su? Oh, she is so good. It's such a good movie. I, again, I highly recommend it. Um, so, now next week I think is going to be interesting. Um, oh, God, I recommended this. You recommended this. And, like, I'm looking, I, I already looked over, like, the basic info. There's a lot of, like, drama concerning this we're going to be reviewing control alt delete the animated series based off the comic first off the infamous web comic at the same name yeah this is going to be so interesting that's one way well, to put happy it new year, every... <laughs> happy new year everybody we'll see you next happy week. new year bye, bye, -bye.